Hello. 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 And welcome to the Pioneers Post podcast. Social enterprise stories and conversations from across the world. I'm Tim West from Pioneers Post, and today I'm with Eddie Finch of Buzzacott Accountants, who spent a good 20 or 30 years supporting social entrepreneurs to be fit, impactful organisations. And I'm also here with Louisa Zian, a social entrepreneur who co-founded Toast Ale, a social enterprise based in London that brews beer from fresh surplus bread. We're here to discuss the uh, fitness of social enterprises and what it means for a social enterprise to be fit now and for the future. And so, first of all, I actually just want to ask, what does it mean uh, to be fit as a social business? Eddie, let's start with you. Yeah, well, Tim, I, th I think there's uh, a few aspects to it. And, and like your, our own well-being, our own fitness, some of it's to do with the organisation itself and, and how it's able to respond to things uh, that are thrown at it. And, and some is the more mechanical stuff, that they're taking care of yourself. So I think coming from an accountant, you'd expect me to mention finance and, and obviously having enough cash in the business, getting the right investment in, it's very, very important, but also being able to manage um, how you run the organization based on good information, whether that's financial or if you're a social business particularly, whether it's information about how you're achieving your social goals as well and your environmental goals. So I think fitness, as it is for ourselves, is, is a, a very broad subject area that, that covers, as I say, things that are a bit mechanical, but also things to do with the, the spirit and the, the values of the organisation. Louisa, Eddie's been overseeing and supporting social businesses for a good sort of 20 or 30 years. You've been, you co-founded and have been running a social business for four or five years, a bit longer than that, nearly six years. What, what's it like on the front line? What's this notion of fitness all about on the front line of a social business? For me, fitness for a social enterprise is like fitness for any other business. Um, the only difference being that the way we use our profits differs. We invest those in the social purpose of the business or we donate those to charity. So 100% of Toast's distributable profits go to charity. Um, so we still have that incentive um, to maximise profits so that we can support our charitable partners, which, as Eddie says, means running the business efficiently, ensuring that the ingredients and materials, all the inputs coming into the businesses are sourced at a competitive price, albeit ensuring the ethical considerations, making sure that the prices at which we sell our products is also competitive, although increasingly people are prepared to pay some premium for the social benefit that, that products from social enterprises brings um, and demonstrating that we can um, we can create profits that we can then invest. However, we also have a, a mission for people and the planet as well. So it's bringing together um, those three elements to run the social enterprise. So a lot of different elements there, both of you have mentioned, and I'd like to to dig into them in a bit more detail in a minute. But first of all, I'd like to understand, I suppose, the mechanics of toast as a business. So who do you sell to? What do you sell them? Um, how does it work? How do you make money? Um, and how do you convert that into mission? Mm. 
Uh, so we're a brewery, we use surplus bread to produce our beer that comes from the bakery industry, would have otherwise been wasted. Right. But all of our products are beers right. um, that are comparable to any other craft beer on the market. Um, we sell those into some key supermarkets. So we have Waitrose, Co-op and Ocado as key partners, but also a lot of the hospitality industry, ranging from event spaces to theatre groups, hotels, and a lot of restaurants, particularly in London. Um, the products are, as I, as I say, they're priced so that they're competitive um, with other companies, but increasingly, those customers are looking to us to to bring in the, I think, ESG elements is coming in as a demand. ESG meaning? Uh, environmental, social, and governance. Um, so businesses looking to um, uh, look down their own supply chain to demonstrate the positive impact that they're having as, as a business. And so looking for their suppliers to, to, to be acting in a positive way as well. So I can see that selling beer is a very sociable thing. How is it also a social thing? So all of our profits, our distributable profits, are donated to charities. Right. Uh, we reinvest some profits into, the, into building Toast, um, but we have charity partners that we work with who are tasked with looking at the systemic drivers of food waste. So we're tackling bread waste as a symptom of a problem, mm -hmm. but we need to be working on the causes of overproduction and waste. So we work with Feedback as our main charity partner um, to, to do that. And then throughout each year, we look at other charities as well that we can support depending on the um, main issues of, of the time. Okay, okay, thank you. So before we kind of dig into the detail of all those different elements of what makes a social enterprise tick and what makes a business tick. Um, Eddie, you were asking about, um, uh, if you like, the elephant in the room, which of course is the, the COVID pandemic and what it's been like over the last couple of years. Um, and uh, Luisa, we, we wanted just to find out a little bit about the what has probably been sort of roller coaster of the last couple of years. I mean, any any business that's in a sort of startup phase and you're a bit later than that now but you've you've obviously gone through a, a bit of a roller coaster anyway and hopefully more of it has been fun than than not fun but um what, what's happened in the last couple of years and and how has that uh ref reflected in this idea of being a fit and healthy business i mean you're you're still surviving you're here so you've done something right yes when the pandemic hit uh, and we went into lockdown um, the hospitality industry also obviously closed down, which meant that our most of our customers um, were shut and we had no route to market, no way to selling um, our products. We did pivot. We invested in our e-commerce, so on our, our web shop, um, and continued to sell um, at quite high volumes, actually. People were, were buying lots of beer to, to enjoy at home during that period, um, but nowhere near, <coughs> excuse me, um, but nowhere near where we were previously. Um, our revenues were down about 60% um, in the beginning. Um, but because we had our social mission, we were not only thinking about the impact on our profits, we were thinking on about the impact on our people, our team, and also our community. Um, for our community, there were lots of people who were struggling to put food on the table without access to food or the financial means to 
to pay for that. Um, so we worked with some of our charity partners and created a product called The Meal Deal where people could buy beer online and for every um, beer that they purchased, we would fund a meal for people in need. And the food that would otherwise have gone to waste because the supply chain didn't have the restaurants and pubs and hotels open, we're able to divert their food to many of these amazing charities and organizations that were packaging up that food to, to donate to people. From our team perspective, we were um, able to furlough them using the government scheme, but they were also able to volunteer for some of those same charities that we were supporting so that they had um, a way of spending their time um, and giving back um, to, the, to the community um, and, and you know, keeping them busy mm. during that difficult time. Great. Well, it sounds like you've done a, a pretty amazing job through a difficult time. Ed, Eddie, what have you seen more broadly in the, in the world of social ventures, charities and social enterprises in staying fit over the last couple of years? And what sort of different approaches have you seen them take? Well, I think we've, we've seen a lot of stories. It's quite similar to Toast from some of the best organisations out there and whether they're supplying and you're in a business to business world, which is a bit different from a lot of the social enterprises we see who are maybe supplying the public sector and under contracts, things like that. But, but that redeployment of the workforce to do something that was specifically responding to the situation we all found ourselves in in the pandemic, um, for, for example, running community hubs and things like that, or, or delivering food parcels on behalf of local authorities, those kind of things have been very prominent. Mm -hmm. the, the, the pivot, I mean, I think you're unfortunate in a way in that your products are a physical product, so, so you can't go digital in quite the same way. You can't supply beer digitally, but you can supply it online. So there was that part of it, but a lot of people have found new and, and, and what might be better ways in the longer term of delivering their services, for example. So uh, the, the low maintenance clients of social service type providers, um, you know, actually video calls have turned out to be a real um, boost in, in the way they provide their services to more people with, with less expense. They don't have to travel around and all those kind of things. So there's been a real mix of, of changing the way services are delivered, of changing the way things are done, but also those kind of, and I think it is what's unique about the social businesses, is, is it's mission first. It's, it's looking for ways to carry on achieving what you want to achieve. And I think in, in what you said, there was something interesting that you were able to help other people in the same supply chain as yourself. So, so people who were finding they couldn't get to market, who produce other things for those same customers, you were able to sort of bring together a network that included them, which I think is, is the kind of thing we've been seeing that's very positive. And, and shifting, I don't want to get negative, but I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to ask about the negative stuff. So what, have, what do you think have been the signs of danger mm. um, for some social businesses um, and what do they need to watch out for maybe in the future in terms of how they can be better prepared? I think um, like any other business really, um, so some of the issues are around not being sufficiently capitalised, so not, not having enough resource to be able to take that bit of time to, to just pause and, and think about what to do next. Mm -hmm. So some organisations that were running on very thin financial reserves or, or didn't have the right investment in them just, just found that they run out of money very quickly. Um, and, and that obviously is a disaster. So that's a really important part of, of fitness is having access to enough money uh, for what, if, if, if things don't go as you originally planned. Um, and, and the less imaginative businesses. So, so I, th I think the people who were resourceful and either tapped into the local authority or their supply chains and found different things to do that were useful still are the ones that have thrived. And the people who sort of thought, oh, well, we can't do what we've always done, therefore we're gonna put the shutters up 
uh, or down, um, were, were the ones who, who probably are going to have the bigger problems going forward. Mm. And, and I think maybe that's that's a vision thing. That's back to the, what I said earlier about about it being to do with the culture and, and the values of the organisation. How does that play with you, Louisa? I mean, the the idea of being imaginative, of being prepared. Uh, I don't know what your reserves were like, uh, you know, but um, what were the greatest areas of, of, I suppose, struggle or danger that you felt during this past two years? Mm. There was uh, an obvious feeling of uh, concern that the future was so uncertain and that every decision that we were making, we weren't really sure what the impact was going to be. Um, so I think we were ultra conservative um, at the beginning in terms of expenditure and, and protection of the reserves that we had. And then we were able to access some of the loans and government funds that were available. Um, so I, I agree with all of your points. I'd add that the mental health challenges became the biggest issue for us as a business. We'd furloughed um, a lot of the team because their specific roles were not needed at that time. But then we had this incredible creativity of creating new campaigns to support our community. Um, following the meal deal, we also launched a campaign called Rise Up that was educating people about the environmental um, impacts of the food system. Those, both of those campaigns were the biggest campaigns we'd ever done in our five-year journey. And, um, and so the creativity was incredible, but it also meant that every single individual was working twice as hard. Um, we weren't able to bring anybody new into the business. And so it, it really stretched everybody. And it was very difficult to move back from that. Um, we got almost into a pattern of overworking, which I think many people experienced. It was very difficult to work from home and work your working days and then switch off and take time for yourself and your family. So there was an element of everybody overworking, but we put this extra pressure on ourselves because of these two campaigns that we devised and launched to keep the business running and our community supported. Um, and we are still now working on those mental health challenges and how to better support the team um, and ensure that people don't burn out. But that has, for us, been the biggest challenge over the past couple of years. So thanks once again to our experts, Eddie Finch of Buttercott Accountants and Louisa Zian from Toast Ale. I'm Tim West from Pioneers Post and we'll see you again for our next conversation in the Fit for the Future series.